Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Watson. Takes his time with a three. It's a back rim miss, and there is Pajemski to clean it up for Golden State. Lob ahead, Jackson Davis to catch. Throws it out to Clay. Clay shoots it. It's on the way. Clay Thompson with another three. And another offensive rebound for Golden State. Clay goes all the way down the end of the floor to celebrate, and the crowd stands and cheers. 21-point half off the bench for Clay Thompson, and we have 9.29 to go. It's time for Warriors Wrap-Up. We'll bring you into the locker room and hear from Coach Kerr and the players. Highlights from the game, Warriors Wrap-Up starts now. Yeah, welcome into the bowels of Chase Center. It is Warriors Wrap-Up here on 95.7 The Game. Mark Randy with you as we react to a rough loss for the Warriors. Final score here in San Francisco, the Denver Nuggets, the reigning NBA champions, knock off the Warriors 119-103. to The Warriors led by as many as 16 points in the first half. Uh, Denver closed on a 14-0 run in that second quarter to get into halftime tied. They used a 28-4 run span the end of the second and the beginning of the third quarters, and that was the difference in the ball game. The Warriors uh, were flowing offensively through the first, like, 20 minutes of this game, and then it went downhill quickly. The Warriors only scored 16 points in the fourth, 42 points in the second half alone. That highlight you just heard, Clay Thompson, he went off in the first half, scoring all 23 of his points in this game in the first half. Uh, the three loudest moments of this game were Clay Thompson related when he was going off in the first half, but he went scoreless, only got three shots up in the second half, uh, and the Warriors just not enough offense. And then what are you going to do about Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray? They dominated. They combined for 59 points, 27 for Jamal Murray, 32, 16, and 16 for Nikola Jokic. He also added four steals, had a blocked shot. He was incredible. He got the better of Draymond Green all night long. Uh, in the rare moments when Kevon Looney was matched up on him, it was uh, no match for uh, Nikola Jokic. He was incredible, playing like the uh, two-time MVP that he is. Again, 32, 16, and 16 from Nikola Jokic. Uh, and the Denver Nuggets just control this game from late in the first half through the entire second half. 
Again, the Warriors led by 16. It was 56-40. to 40. Uh, Warriors out in front with 545 left in the second quarter after a Lester Quinones three-pointer. Uh, you got Clay Thompson going crazy in the first half. You had Lester Quinones scoring. Andrew Wiggins had a really nice first half with nine points, three rebounds, and three assists. And you were feeling great if you were the Warriors. And then Denver, again, they closed the second half on that 14-0 run over the middle seven and a half minutes uh, of the this game, the final three and a half or so of the first half, uh, and then the, the, the first like four-ish minutes of the second half, 28-4 uh, to four in favor of Denver. Uh, from when it was 56 to 40 Warriors with 5:45 left in the second half, uh, then 79 to 47 Denver over the final about 30 minutes of this ball game. So Denver, uh, after a slow start for them, they got it together, they figured it out, uh, and they dominated this game. And the Warriors really missed an opportunity to gain some valuable ground in the Western Conference because the Pelicans lost, the Mavericks lost, the Lakers lost, the Kings and Clippers are still battling as we speak right now. One of those teams uh, are going to lose today. The Warriors should be rooting for the Kings to lose that game because the Clippers likely uncatchable for the Warriors. Uh, but this was an opportunity, one, to gain some ground in the West, uh, and two, uh, to beat a really, really good team in the Western Conference. Because despite um, all the, the wins that you have racked up, if you are the Warriors lately, despite all of those wins, uh, you haven't had a ton of wins against the best of the best. You did beat Indiana. You beat Phoenix. You have some nice wins. I'm not, I'm not saying that, that they were all cupcakes and easy wins for the Warriors because they were not, and that would be disingenuous. Um, but the Warriors have taken care of some of the easier teams on their schedule. And this was an opportunity to beat the defending champs, and, and that would have meant something, especially as this team prepares to go out on the road for a four-game road trip, East Coast road trip, where they will likely get Chris Paul back. They should be fully healthy, uh, and we'll see what they can do on the road. They've been really good on the road lately, by the way. Five straight wins away from Chase Center, uh, but we'll see what is in store over the next four games for the Golden State Warriors. All right, welcome in again. It's Warriors Wrap-Up here on 95.7 The Game. Mark Randy with you. want to hear from you guys with you all night long. Give us a call. 888-957-9570. That's also the Comcast Business text line. And I'm keeping an eye on the YouTube chat powered by First NorCal Credit Union. Uh, shout out to Dennis. Uh, I see... Uh, uh, let's see, Lester, I think, on the YouTube chat as well. Uh, and Daniel Barry, what's up? Shout out to all you guys for tuning in on the YouTube chat, powered by First NorCal Credit Union. Uh, Dennis says, Warriors faced a real team and ran out of gas in the second half. This is why I kept telling fans to slow the roll. Uh, Dennis, I feel like that's the lesson that we should be learning about the Warriors uh, really for this entire season. Um, we probably overreact to the negative and to the positive a little bit too much uh, because the Warriors, when they struggle and when they look terrible for a game or two, uh, we got into the conversations about, well, what are they going to do with the deadline? Are they going to say goodbye to Andrew Wiggins? Are they going to say goodbye to Clay Thompson? Uh, and now they, they had won 10 of 12, and you're feeling like, all right, this team is putting it together, and then they have a game like this. Uh, generally, probably the truth lies somewhere in the middle. I'm not trying to be a downer. Uh, I'm just saying 
let's let let's let things play out a little bit before we overreact to a game to a moment to a to a stretch because this is a very very long season and despite I mean just look at where the Warriors are right now despite how uneven this season has been uh, and it it has felt that way for really the majority of this season there was the five game win streak to begin the year there was the five uh, five game win streak leading up to Christmas and then there was the current stretch that the Warriors are on. Winners of 10 of 12 before tonight. Everything else was like, sky is falling, this is a disaster. Uh, and the Warriors are still in a decent position to make the postseason. Um, and that is, again, with the vast majority of what this season has been, uh, a struggle. Um, so let's let's not overreact uh, to, to one thing. So I think, Dennis, you are right uh, in that point. Um, that we got it. We got to slow our roll just a little bit. Uh, but this second half was not good for the Warriors, and I, I think um, one area that we are learning more and more about as this Warrior team continues to get healthy, because that's the other thing we don't even really know, or we haven't had an opportunity to get to know this Warriors team for the most part, because they've been so unhealthy, or they haven't had everybody available. Draymond Green suspended twice. Um, you had, ob- obviously, the injury to Chris Paul, and, and he's working his way back. GP2 has been in and out with injuries all season long. Uh, we're finally getting an opportunity uh, to see the Warriors at very close to full strength, and we'll likely see that during this road trip when Chris Paul will likely return. Um, and for the most part, when this team has been mostly healthy, like the last three weeks or so, they've been pretty good. I don't think that's a coincidence. This is certainly a better Warriors team than I think their record suggests through the first half. And tonight's a minor setback. Certainly they wanted it, and it would have been really, really nice considering what happened uh, throughout the rest of the Western Conference, an opportunity to pick up ground on a number of teams. Um, but you got to tip your cap to the opponent as well. I think there's also something to be said about Stephen Curry, and this is now, what, three of four games where he's had rough... Uh, rough shooting nights, 6 of 19 tonight, 5 of 14 on Friday against Charlotte, uh, and he had 4 for 14 against Utah right before the All-Star break. Uh, Of course, the first game out of the break, he was 12 for 24 against the Lakers, 6 of 13 from downtown, had 32 points. Um, But probably a little bit of fatigue, and I know Steve Kerr addressed that post-game, maybe hinting at potentially the Warriors trying to find uh, a day to rest Stephen Curry moving forward. And that might be a good idea. Uh, Steph is still one of the best players in the NBA. Uh, He passed a couple of all-time grades on the scoring list, now up to 31st. He has only 30 other players have scored more points in the NBA than Stephen Curry. He passed a couple today, including Dwayne Wade. Uh, he's one of the greatest players to have ever played this game. Um, but maybe, maybe he's feeling just a little bit of fatigue. Uh, he, I mean, he. We like to to say it's it's a week long break, the All Star break. But Stephen Curry immediately after the the win in Utah before the break flew out to Indianapolis. He's there all weekend. Then he flies back all the way out to the West Coast and he gets like two days off before. Uh, Thursday against the Lakers last week, and now this was the third game in four nights. So I think there's probably some truth uh, to Steph Curry feeling a little bit fatigued. 
All right, it is uh, Warriors wrap-up here on 95.7 The Game. Mark Randy with you. Uh, give me a call, 888-957-9570. Reacting to this Warriors loss, 119-103. to 103, The Denver Nuggets, the reigning champion Denver Nuggets, knock off the Warriors. Jokic was incredible, 32 points, 16 rebounds, 16 assists, had four steals. Jamal Murray chipped in 27 points. Those two combined for 59. And on the flip side, the Warriors' best two players, I think generally you would agree Stephen Curry and Draymond Green uh, they did not hold up their end of the bargain Curry just six for 19 for 20 points Draymond Green was three for six for seven points and had six big uh, six big turnovers six big turnovers for Draymond Green uh, Nikola Jokic certainly controlled that matchup here tonight all right uh, let's go out to the phone lines here on Warriors wrap up uh, up first is Drew down Drew down is in Tracy what's up Drew you're on Warriors wrap up with Mark Randy how you doing Hey, what's going on? Good evening, uh, Mark. Just want to say, brother, you're doing a great job uh, breaking down the game. I thought Jamal Murray and uh, Jokic, you know, definitely put on the clinic. Murray felt like he was hitting everything. You know, Jokic was hitting from the outside, you know, from the inside. Uh, you know, Gordon was scoring inside at will, playing great defense. Uh, Caldwell Pope was playing great defense, hitting clutch shots. So, you know, shout out, you know, shout out to the Nuggets for 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 that performance. I thought a big issue for the Warriors was their was their bench. Uh, with Saric, GP2, Looney, and Trace Jackson Davis only had 10 points combined. I thought Potts, you know, struggled a lot tonight with only you know only four points. Not going to overreact, you know, to to a loss to the defending champs. I thought they just didn't play well as a team, but I don't think that you know this is some kind of indication that they can't be good teams or going to spot you know go into a spiral. I thought the turnovers were, uh, you know, were a big issue tonight. Obviously, we heard that a lot, but I felt like those definitely hurt. Uh, Clay Thompson came out in the first quarter, and he was, you know, he was on fire. He was hitting everything, but after the first quarter, I felt like, you know, he didn't do much to impact the game. Curry obviously struggled, you know, when, when he goes six of nineteen and one of ten from three, especially against a great team like the Nuggets. I don't think we're going to win a, um, a lot of games, and I felt like in a, a lot of ways uh, that end of the second quarter was kind of what did the Warriors in. There was three minutes left. Warriors were up by 14. And then uh, by the time, you know, the half ended, it was a tie game. So I felt like, you know, that that end of the second quarter, more or less kind of lost the Warriors the game. And and, uh, one other point I I looked at was uh, Nuggets outscored the Warriors on fast break points 24-3. to It seemed like any time Denver got a fast break, they were able to kick it out for a three and and, and it went down. So I Maybe the the points off turnovers doesn't doesn't tell the whole story, but I just felt like that was a big a big point where it just seemed like every time the Nuggets had a fast break, they just hit a back breaking shot against us. So tough loss, but got to put it behind us and move on to the next game and just try to keep getting wins. Thanks, Grandy. Yeah, appreciate the call, Drew, and thanks for the kind words as well. I think you you bring up a lot of good points. Um, the turnovers weren't terrible for the Warriors. I mean, they did commit seventeen turnovers. Denver only ten. But points off turnovers were relatively even. Uh, ten points for Denver off the seventeen Warriors turnovers. Nine points for the Warriors after off the ten uh, Denver turnovers. So you didn't get beat as a result of those those turnovers. There was uh, the the Clippers game where I think the Warriors only committed like 10 turnovers in that game, but it turned into 25, 26, something like that points for the Clippers. And the Warriors were just throwing, as Steve Kerr put it in the postgame, they were throwing pick sixes. 
uh, easy, interceptable passes uh, that led to easy buckets the other way. Live ball turnovers. You know, not a moving screen, not a foot out of bounds, like where Denver has to inbound the ball. In this case, it was that Clippers game from last week um, or a couple of weeks ago before the All-Star break. This was a little different. Those turnovers didn't kill you. Uh, but what Drew brought up in terms of the fast break points, that killed you. 24-3. to Denver on the fast break over the Warriors. Um, and that's been an area that's been really kind to the Warriors lately. We talked about it a lot in the first half during this team's struggles. Um, they're not getting out and running quick enough. And the insertion of Jonathan Kaminga into, first of all, the regular rotation and now into the starting lineup, that almost single-handedly has flipped the script in terms of the Warriors on the fast break. Um, because it, it was a point of emphasis for the Warriors from last season to now. Steve Kerr and I, I th the coaching staff, and, and I think rightly decided, hey, we were a little bit too aggressive pushing the tempo last year. We were creating too many... Uh, we, we were being too aggressive. It was leading to too many turnovers and bad decisions. So let's scale that back a little bit. I think they overcorrected. And they've been much better at that over the last month or so. Um, but tonight, Denver beat them at that part of this basketball game, 24-3, to a difference of 21 points on the fast break, uh, and you lose by 16. So that's that's the difference in this ball game right here. It's also that the Denver Stars just simply outplayed your Stars. Again, Jokic, I don't know how much more we can say about him. Um, Draymond Green rarely gets outsmarted on the basketball court. I thought Nikola Jokic baited him time and time and time again. Um, Draymond made mostly wrong decisions when, whether it was to shoot or to pass. Jokic would, would kind of fake that he was going to go contest a shot. Draymond then would realize he should pass, but Jokic, by the time he actually passed, had already dropped back into the passing lane, either knocked it away or stole it himself. Um, Jokic was great in this game, uh, and he outplayed Draymond Green. And when you are going up against the best of the best, uh, your stars got to show up, and for the Warriors in this one game, just one loss, it's not the end of the world, uh, but in this game, the Denver Stars thoroughly outplayed the Warriors stars. And of course, it didn't help that you weren't able to get really anything to fall in the second half. The Warriors in the second half only shot 35% from the field. They only scored 42 points. Kaminga and Steph Curry scored 28 of those 42. They got to the line 17 times. Those two did by themselves in the second half. And the free throw line, oddly enough, feels strange saying this for the Warriors. The free throw line, the only reason the Warriors didn't lose by 25 in this game. Uh, they got 21 free throws in the second half as a team. Now, they only made 15 of them. They missed a handful of those in the fourth quarter, which really hurt them, uh, but they got to the line when the shots weren't falling from outside, um, but they they simply uh, could not get enough shots to fall from the field in this game, and then uh, Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray getting everything they want uh, in this game as well. All right, it's Warriors wrap-up on 95.7 The Game. Mark Randy with you, uh, live from Chase Center, reacting to the Warriors' loss of the Nuggets. Final score, 119-103. to 103. Let's go back out to the phone lines here on Warriors wrap-up on 95.7 The Game. Up next is Adrian in Danville. What's up, Adrian? You're on 95.7 The Game. How you doing tonight? Oh, fine. How you doing? I, oh, I can't complain. My three points. My three points. Um, you know, I think that um, you know, Trace Jackson Davis needs to play more. I mean, you know, between Sarik and Looney, they had like eighteen minutes, four points. You know, it's not like um, you know, 
not not uh and you know i i didn't see moody at all i know he's in kerr's doghouse i i don't get it but you know he he could help i don't i don't know what you know kerr just not playing him anymore and then uh you know Podzinski. i know he moves around he gets some rebounds and you know draws some charges but you know 30 minutes four points you know that's that's you know I mean, you have to score. You know what I mean? It's not a, a you know, I don't. I know that you know everybody's a favorite and all that, but uh, I don't see it. And I, you know, I just they got to get some more scoring. I mean, I know they, you know, Curry, uh, what's his name? Curry was off, you know, lately. You know, it's like four out of the last five games. But you know, those are my three points. I think. Uh, you know, Moody, I mean, uh, Trace Jackson needs to be in there more. He was blocking shots and, you know, getting layups, you know. Anyway, that's all I had to say. Yeah, appreciate the call, Adrian. Uh, I think you got a lot of people agreeing with you about Trace Jackson Davis. On the YouTube chat, powered by First NorCal Credit Union, uh, we got someone saying, uh, another Adrian, uh, a different Adrian, saying exactly, TJD needs more minutes. Uh, I agree with this call. This caller is spot on. Uh, Trace Jackson Davis today in, what, 12 and a half minutes of game time, he had uh, six points. Uh, he was a plus one. The Warriors outscored the Nuggets by a point in his 12 and a half minutes, three or four from the field. Uh, did miss both the free throws that he took. Had a steal, had a couple of block shots. He had a really fantastic um, uh sequence in late in the second quarter when the Warriors I guess not too late in the second quarter maybe midway through the second before Denver went on that 14 nothing run uh, to close the half uh, Trace Jackson Davis they posted him up on isolation one-on-one post up uh, he hits a kind of a, a little running hook shot through the lane uh, nice two points there from Trace Jackson Davis then on the other end he goes out and blocks a shot races down the floor, gets the pass, a fast-break bucket through the contact. Uh, That was the Warriors' only fast-break bucket uh, of the game, or one of them. Maybe they didn't even technically qualify that as fast-break. I think they gave one of the Clay threes a fast-break bucket. Um, But you could have easily called that Trace Jackson Davis bucket fast-break. It was kind of right there on the edge between fast-break or just early offense. Um, But he got down the floor quick, beat his man, Got to the rim, finished with a nice layup. Uh, so he had a block, or he had a, a, a post-up, isolation bucket, a block, and then that score quick uh, at a transition. And then a couple of possessions later, had another block defensively. Uh, Trace Jackson Davis was effective in this game. Uh, now, if you were listening to Warriors Live pregame, you did hear what Steve Kerr said about Nikola Jokic and this matchup specifically. Steve Kerr. Uh, whether you agree with him or not, loves Kevon Looney uh, against Nikola Jokic, at least more so than he loves Trace Jackson Davis against Nikola Jokic. Now, Looney didn't necessarily uh, pay off Steve Kerr's faith in him uh, against Jokic defensively. I mean, Jokic just dominated anybody that he played. I'm not so sure that Trace Jackson Davis would have had more success either. Uh, But potentially where Trace Jackson Davis can help you out a little bit more is on the offensive end because it is certainly true that Kevon Looney isn't really giving you anything offensively. He played nearly 10 minutes, only put up one shot, did not score. Now, he's not asked to go out there and score, um, but at the very least, Trace Jackson Davis is a little bit more of a threat out there. And, And maybe for a team that is feeling a little bit fatigued, third game in four nights, you are a veteran team, uh, perhaps you can get a little bit of help uh, from the youngsters. 
uh, in this game here today if you are the Warriors. I also think something that a number of people are bringing up, uh, you need a little bit more scoring from your starting lineup. Uh, you look at, uh, let's see, two of your five starters, Draymond Green and Brandon Pajemski. In today's NBA, I don't know if you can have t- you, you can survive and have two scores score seven points or fewer. Uh, Draymond Green, seven points. Now, it's not like he was terribly inefficient. He only got six shots up. He was three for six. He made a three, as he seemingly always does now in first halves, made a three uh, in the first quarter of this game. Uh, seven points. Pajemski scored uh, four points in 30 minutes. So between Draymond Green and Brandon Pajemski, you had 57-plus uh, minutes, a little over 57 minutes, and you scored 11 points. Uh, I, I think in today's NBA, you're going to need a little bit more from those guys. I think you could use Pajemski being a little bit more aggressive. There was times where Draymond Green was left open. And considering how he's shooting the ball right now, I'm telling Draymond to let it fly. I, I mean, you're shooting a career high from downtown. Uh, Draymond Green, you should be getting up more than six shots a night, especially when you make three of your first six. Uh, and this is what we were talking about earlier. Jokic was, I think, trying to bait him into making passes instead of shooting, and he was just playing off him, or whoever was guarding him was playing off him and sitting in those passing lanes, and that's what led to six turnovers for Draymond Green. A number of those happened in the fourth quarter, which really hurt the Warriors in their comeback efforts. Uh, so I think you need a little bit more aggression offensively from Draymond Green. You need a little bit more from Brandon Pajemski, uh, because if you are going to have two guys in your starting lineup that struggle to score, the basketball, and again, we're going down a road of, of maybe overreacting to just one game because those two have been incredible during this uh, stretch of winning basketball for the Warriors, but you're going to need a little bit more offense from those two specifically uh, if you are going to win games against the best teams in the NBA. All right, back out to the phone lines here before we take a quick break. Up next is Jose in Mountain View. Jose, what's up? You're on Warriors wrap-up after a Warriors loss to the Nuggets. How you doing today, Jose? Hey, I'm doing good. Thanks for taking my call. Look, look, I, I like my team for what it is, right? I like Golden State. They're a good team, and on any given night when they're all clicking, and they're fun to watch, and they can beat anybody. But they're not great. And so you're going to have this inconsistency Especially with Pajemski, brand-new rookie, playing all those minutes with four points. I know. I get it. He should be scoring more, especially if you're going to bench Clay. Clay produced, but he didn't in the second half. So it's about adjustments. And I, I don't know why Clay didn't get more than three or four good looks to the basket. And I think we have to try and look at that perspective, too, because Kerr's trying something new out with Thompson coming off from the bench and giving the kid like Pajemski a chance to play. We're going to go through these growing pains. And I think if we make the playoffs, I'll be happy with it. If we don't, I'm sure we'll figure it out, but it it is what it is right now, and I'm happy where we're at it because it's a transition period. Thanks, man. Yeah, thanks, Jose. Uh, I mean, look, this this was uh, a measuring stick game for the Warriors. It it. Losing this game doesn't mean that all of the, the good things that you've done over the last couple of weeks going back to before the All-Star break, it doesn't mean that that uh, was, I don't know, like false. It, it doesn't mean that that was just a mirage. Like this this is a really, really good basketball team, and the Warriors just uh, came up short. Oddly enough, this was the, the worst Warriors performance against this Denver team all year. Uh, Warriors 0 for 4. Uh, did not win a single game of this season series against the Nuggets. Uh, they lost by three in Denver. Uh, they had the the 
the day on uh, the game on Christmas Day, I think they lost by six, but it, they were in it all the way until the very end. And then you had the heartbreaker here at Chase the week after early January, where you're up by 18 with like 6:45 left in the fourth, and you lose on a banked-in Jokic buzzer beater from just inside a half court, and then you lose this game by 16 points. Uh, so if you were to look back at all of the four games against Denver, you could maybe pick and choose like, hey, we could have won all four of these games. Now, the Warriors are not in the moral victory business, but you lost by three, you lost by six, you lost by three, and you lose here by 16, but you had a 16-point lead in the first half. I like the Warriors are, are right there against this Denver team, uh, but each and every time this season against them, uh, they have uh, come up just a little bit short. All right, time for a break here on Warriors Wrap-Up. When we come back, we'll hear from Coach Kerr. More of your call, calls as well at 888-957-9570. I'll keep an eye on the YouTube chat here during the break, powered by First NorCal Credit Union. We've got a lot more coming up for you on Warriors wrap Call from Mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Up As the Warriors fall to the Nuggets, 119-103. to It's Mark Randy with you. More next on 95.7 The Game. Fired over to Kaminga right corner. He'll take the three there. That's no good. Payton with the offensive rebound. Right around three nuggets out to Clay. Got it! A Clay Trey gives the Warriors a three-point lead. But give, give Gary Payton a lot of credit for getting Man. in there and getting that offensive rebound. Now back to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Welcome back. Warriors wrap-up continues here on 95.7 The Game. Mark Randy with you. That that highlight you just heard, of course, Tim Roy on 95.7 The Game. Uh, it was two Gary Payton, the second offensive rebound. Steph Curry missed a three. GP2 grabbed that miss, kicked it out to the corner. Kaminga missed a three. GP2 got the offensive rebound again, found Clay Thompson, who hit the three. Two offensive rebounds on one possession for GP2, leading uh, the Warriors uh, to get three points. He had an interesting stat line in this game. He was a plus seven in his uh, nearly 14 minutes of on-court action today. Only put up one shot, did not make it. Uh, so he was scoreless, and he was the Warriors' uh, leader in plus-minus tonight. 
uh, in his 13 minutes and 44 seconds on the court, did not score but was plus 7 in a game in which the Warriors lost by 16. And I think that stat line just perfectly encapsulates uh, what Gary Payton II does for this Warriors basketball team, uh, scoreless, but led the team in plus-minus, had those two offensive rebounds we're talking about, uh, added another one, five total rebounds, had a couple of steals, got the Warriors out in transition, uh, and generally speaking, uh, when he's on the floor, good things happen. Uh, and he played about 14 minutes. If you're saying, well, maybe he should be getting more minutes, uh, if you're looking for more minutes for Moses Moody, who essentially was a DNP, he played nearly two minutes of garbage time at the very end. If you're looking for more Trace Jackson Davis minutes, uh, I'd ask you guys where are the minutes coming from. On the YouTube chat, I was uh, chatting with all you guys powered by First NorCal Credit Union. A lot of people feeling like uh, Mo Moses Moody minutes should be coming from Brandon Pajemski. I see a lot of people talking about Dario Saric, who hasn't been as good lately. I think a lot of it has to do with Chris Paul. Uh, those two work so well together when Chris Paul returns. I'm not sure we'll see more Dario Saric minutes, but I think we will see uh, Saric be more effective in those minutes. Uh, today, Kevon Looney got nearly 10 minutes. A lot of people feeling like more of those minutes should be going to Trace Jackson Davis. I will say, I think tonight is a little bit of an exception to the the rotation rule for Steve Kerr and, and the Warriors um, because Kevon Looney played tonight for the sole reason of being the primary Jokic defender when Draymond Green wasn't on the floor. Uh, Draymond Green played 27 minutes. Uh, when he's on the floor, he's the primary defender of Nikola Jokic. Uh, Kevon Looney played about 10 minutes. He's the primary defender in those 10 minutes. So uh, of the 48 minutes of basketball tonight, uh, the Warriors had either Draymond Green or Kevon Looney on the court for, uh, let's see, about 37 of them. You're asking Trace Jackson Davis to take a turn on him. Uh, there was even a moment in the fourth quarter where the Warriors, and this was where it was getting really close to being over. The Warriors were down like 10 or 12 with like three minutes left. Uh, not completely over, but really close. The Warriors put Clay Thompson uh, believe it or not, on Nikola Jokic. Not off of a switch, just fresh out of a timeout. Klay Thompson guarded him, and they tried to post him up, and Klay held his ground, forced Jokic into a tough fallaway jumper. Now, Jokic is good enough to make that anyway. He missed. Klay fought for the rebound, got it. The Warriors got to stop with Klay Thompson on Nikola Jokic. Now, that was the only play uh, where Klay was matched up with him, like 1v1 other than the, the Nuggets using pick and roll and getting a switch and getting Clay on to him. The Warriors wanted that matchup in that moment. Uh, they got it, uh, and Clay held up. Um, I, I've been saying it a lot. I, I think in this um, era of Clay Thompson, this stage of his career, we talk so much about how he's adjusting offensively and he's coming off the bench and he's got to realize that he's not as good of a shooter or at least not as consistent of a shooter as he once was. He's going to have to adjust offensively. Think back to the game against the Lakers when Trace Jackson Davis, uh, four of TJD's buckets were off of passes from Clay Thompson. I think there's a little bit of evolution offensively from Clay Thompson. I think we're also seeing it defensively. Clay is learning that he's not the elite perimeter defender that he once was. I think he actually did a pretty decent job defensively in this game, even on the perimeter. But he is underrated in terms of his strength and his toughness down low. 
Uh, he did a really good job uh, defending uh, Jokic during that one moment, but it's it's not just that one moment. It has happened a decent amount this season. He's turning into a pretty good uh, post defender for the Warriors, uh, and and we'll see if that if that does continue. Maybe when the Warriors see another big soon, maybe if they meet the Denver Nuggets in the postseason, which uh, I think is certainly possible. Uh, I wouldn't say it's very likely because there's so many ways that, that this could turn up. There's so many different permutations, and the Warriors, of course, not even guaranteed to even make it to a postseason series. Um, but if they were, uh, they're going to be either the 6, 7, or 8 seed, most likely. I guess the 5 is still within reach, 5, 6, 7, or 8. And the Nuggets will very likely be a top 4 seed. Um, so you have one team in the top half of the league and one team in the bottom half. Uh, and, and there is a reality in which these two teams play each other again in the postseason, uh, and, and maybe the Warriors try to throw uh, something new at Jokic and the Nuggets, and, and maybe that something new uh, is Klay Thompson. All right, uh, Warriors wrap up here on 95.7 The Game. Mark Randy with you live from Chase Center reacting to this Warriors loss to the Denver Nuggets. Final score, 119-103. to The Warriors led by 16 points late in the second quarter. Uh, Denver used a 14-0 run at the end of the quarter, a 28-4 run spanning the second and third quarters. Uh, they outscore the Warriors by 12 points in the fourth. The Warriors offense sputters late, scoring only 16 points in that fourth quarter. Struggles off Offensively for Steph Curry, he was 6 for 19 from the field. Klay Thompson was really good, 23 points, but all of them came in the first half. He was scoreless on just three shot attempts in the second half. Maybe the Warriors should have forced the ball to Clay a little bit more in the second half to see if they could get him going once again. Uh, but after 23 points in the first half, only three shot attempts uh, and did not make a single one of them. All right, back out to the phone lines we go on Warriors wrap-up. Mark Randy with you. Up next is Jonathan. Jonathan was at Chase Center tonight. Jonathan, what's up? You're on 95.7 The Game. How you doing on this Sunday evening? Oh, I've been better. This uh, this one hurts even more than the Sacramento game in late January. Uh, I don't even have to go on about the 2023 finals. I'll just say uh, I haven't seen the Warriors beat the Nuggets here going back to even 22 before they uh, beat them in the playoffs. I was at the Monty Morris buzzer-beating three-pointer game uh, that happened in February. So I don't know what it is. Uh, they they don't have the size to contain Jokic. They have a little bit more, but uh, it, it wasn't even just Jokic tonight. Uh, I was very uh, displeased with the effort uh, the rest of the second quarter and then the second half. I really thought they had him. And, you know, they talked a big game that they thought this was one they could finally get, and we know how many of these they need. Uh, so to completely fall, fall apart and basically do a 180 of the previous matchup with the Nuggets, uh, it's really disappointing. I've got two games left. I'll be back here for the Bucks and, and the Bulls uh, before I have to start to get ready for baseball. So uh, I'm hoping uh, they – you know, can have a decent road trip, come back and be ready to roll because uh, we're getting down to the nitty gritty and uh, every game matters. Uh, I certainly don't want their playoff hopes to come down to that game in Miami. That's for sure. <laughs> so, uh, no, this, this was tough to swallow and I've never liked the Nuggets for a few years now. So uh, this one hurts even a bit more, at least the, 
the Kings game came down to that one play, but this one, I don't know what happened. I, you got uh, Clay's with 23, and they're rolling halfway through the second quarter. This is a game you got to finish, and they still can't finish these games. So uh, this is probably the most disappointing I've been of the two losses all season that I've been at, but r- really tough one tonight and starting to worry about their position. Uh, Jonathan, yeah, thanks for the call, man. Um, I love your passion, first of all. Um, I will tell you, I don't think this is the game to to get that upset over. Uh, This is a really, really good Denver team for the Warriors. It's the third game in four nights. Um, They're playing really good basketball right now, tonight aside. Um, Again, I love love your passion, Jonathan, and I'm sure there's a number of Warrior fans with you. This is a loss, and a loss never feels good. Um, but I don't think this is the end of the world. I don't think this is even close to the Warriors' most most frustrating loss this year. I know you were talking about games you, you've been to, and you were talking about that one-point loss uh, to the Kings uh, a little bit before the All-Star break. Uh, that that was a, a rough one. Um, but, Jonathan, I, I mean, this is the defending NBA champions, and I know the Warriors have aspirations of trying to get to that level once again. They're not there just yet. They've got plenty of time to try to figure that out. Um, but I don't think this is the game to, to get that that upset over because, uh, again, this is a really, really good Denver team. And you're, you're right, Jonathan, as you talked about earlier, um, the Nuggets kind of have the Warriors' number, maybe more so than just being uh, frustrated by this game alone. Maybe you're just frustrated by the Nuggets because uh, they have been dominating the Warriors of late. Uh, how about this? With the win tonight, Denver now 4-0. They win the season series. They sweep the season series over the Warriors. Uh, Denver has also won 10 of the last 11 meetings over Golden State, including seven in a row. Uh, the Nuggets have also won six of the last eight and the last five in a row at Chase Center. The last time the Warriors beat the Nuggets was March of 2022. So we're talking about nearly two full years ago, the last time the Warriors beat the Nuggets. Uh, it has been... Um, Nuggets domination uh, of late. And I guess that is just regular season games because the Warriors did take on the Nuggets in the 2022 postseason, uh, and they won that series uh, four games to one, I believe. Um, So that does not include that. But regular season, 2022, 2023, and now 2024, uh, it has been Denver domination over the Denver Nuggets. So maybe this is an accumulation of frustrations uh, and it, it finally hit your breaking the breaking point tonight. Another Denver win when the Warriors led by 16 points uh, in the first half. Uh, but ultimately, uh, it is a win for the Denver Nuggets. And they have now won, again, uh, 10 of the last 11 meetings against the Golden State Warriors. Last Warriors regular season win against Denver was in March of 2022. All right, Warriors wrap-up rolls along here on 95.7 The Game. Mark Randy with you. Want to remind you that you are listening to 95.7 The Game, KGMZ FM and HD1 San Francisco, always live on the free Odyssey app, Twitch and YouTube, powered by First NorCal Credit Union. I'm keeping an eye on that uh, first NorCal Credit Union YouTube chat. A lot of people calling for more Moses Moody minutes. Um, I'm just going to tell you, I I don't disagree with you by any stretch of the imagination, um, but I'm just going to tell you to buckle up to be frustrated more moving forward because if Moses Moody is struggling to get minutes right now, um, 
Wait until Chris Paul comes back. And you're just going to add another proven veteran that Steve Kerr clearly trusts uh, into the rotation. And again, if Moody minutes are already difficult to come by, uh, what's it going to be like then? I, I mean, Lester Quinones has jumped Moses Moody in the rotation, at least for the time being. Quinones got 14 minutes tonight. Uh, Moses Moody only played the last two minutes when it was garbage time. Um, who are the minutes going to come from? Brandon Pajemski played 30. Uh, maybe he plays a, a, a little fewer per night. Clay also played 30. But you got to give at what? Like 18, 20 minutes at least a night to Chris Paul? Probably more than that. He was playing more than that before he got injured. Um I don't know. It's going to be interesting, and I, I guarantee you the calls for uh, Moses Moody are only going to get louder. Not because uh, I believe that, that he's necessarily the key to turn this thing around for the Warriors, and I shouldn't even say turn this thing around because they have turned it around already, um, but only because you're not going to see a ton of him unless something drastic changes. Because if he's not getting into the lineup now, uh, how is he going to get into the lineup on a consistent basis when Chris Ball comes back? Uh, Gary Payton II is a largely positive player. Uh, you'd love to get him more minutes, but it's just a numbers game. Uh, where are the minutes going to come from uh, for the Golden State Warriors? Uh, Dublin Marge on the YouTube chat, powered by First NorCal Credit Union, says Clay should not be playing in the fourth quarter. Uh, Goo Goo Gaga says pods with 32 minutes. Uh, such sad defensive rating helps us. Uh, I think, I mean, Pajemski is not the greatest defender by himself, and he's he's hurt by his physical limitations. I think he's a, a smart player, and he has the ability to be a good defensive team player, as in he's not going to win a defensive player of the year. He's not going to be an all-defense team member. He's not going to be one-on-one, I'll shut you down. Um, but he can play within a defensive game plan, and he's a really smart, cerebral basketball player, and that helps. But you're right. I mean, he's not an elite, overpowering defensive player. I think what what we should be getting at, maybe more so than individual moments or, or individual players and individual minutes totals, I think it's more so the groups that are on the floor together. Because what is hurting the Warriors, in my mind, is the lineups that include three guards, three ball handlers, Stephen Curry and Brandon Pajemski and, say, uh, Clay Thompson or even Gary Payton or Lester Quinones. Combinations with three of those guys, three of Curry, Pajemski, Payton, Clay, and Quinones. Maybe maybe you could take Peyton off of that because he is small like a guard, but he plays much bigger. Really, any combination of the five of Curry, Pajemski, uh, Clay, Quinones, I guess just those four. Pajemski, Curry, Clay, and Quinones. Any combination of those three, it's going to be pretty rough defensively. Um, and maybe it helps offensively, and, and the Warriors have been really good offensively all season, probably because they go to those three-guard lineups a lot. Um, but that that unit defensively is a little bit rough. Um, and I think it was on display against a taller Denver Nugget team. I mean, they got some size they can throw at you with Jokic and Michael Porter Jr. and Aaron Gordon. And I know Steph or Pajemski are not matched up with those guys, um, but when you got three guards across... Uh, your starting lineup or any lineup playing major minutes, 
it's going to be difficult. And then you consider you're already small because Draymond Green is playing the five. You're asking Draymond Green to do so much. Um, and perhaps you get to a point where Draymond Green can't play all these minutes at the five anymore. Maybe that's why you try to squeeze in some more Trace Jackson Davis minutes. Because are you sure that Draymond Green can physically hold up to the wear and tear and to the physical beating that he takes night in and night out when playing uh, these elite centers? And there are a lot of them now in the NBA. Uh, can Draymond Green keep that up all season? You ask him, he'll certainly say yes. Uh, and he's largely been pretty healthy in his career. He hasn't missed a ton of time. Uh, now he has missed some, obviously. This season, and recently it's been because of his own doing, been suspended more than he's been hurt. But are we sure that he can keep that up over, over an entire season? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. And, and maybe the Warriors need to think about changing up uh, the way that they uh, throw out five-man lineups because they are getting picked apart a little bit defensively. Now, they have been a lot better lately. 119 points for Denver tonight. They shot 49% from the field. Tonight was not the best defensive effort, but it's not like he gave up 135 as you were doing routinely earlier in the season. Um, but I do think there is something to be said. Maybe not looking at an individual minutes total, but if you're seeing Pajemski and Curry and Quinones sharing the floor. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. together or when Chris Paul comes back and you see Pajemski, Curry, and Chris Paul or Chris Paul, Pajemski, and Clay, I, I think that's kind of a red flag for me when you see three guards together um, and, and three guards that aren't individually elite defenders. Maybe back, I mean, when Clay Thompson, but pre-injuries, you could get away with it. Um, I don't know if you could get away with it anymore, especially when you are going small already in the front line with Draymond Green at the five. All right, Warriors wrap up on 95-7. The game continues. Mark Randy with you. Let's go back out to the phone lines. Uh, you can give me a call and join the conversation, 888-957-9570. That's also the Comcast Business text line. And I got my eyes on the YouTube chat, powered by First NorCal Credit Union as well. Up next is Chris in Santa Clara. What's up, Chris? You're on Warriors wrap up on 95-7. The game. How you doing? Hey, man, I appreciate you. Uh, I was just about to say kind of what you were wrapping up saying, man. Like, is it, does it make me a caveman to think we need a big man? Like, you got Bogut, you got Zaza, that was part of the part of the equation. I say, I say the Warriors need to, like, call up Donnie Nelson, take a white van to Eastern Europe or South Sudan, and get a seven-foot stiff. I think that's part of the equation. We need a rim protector. I, I love me some TJD. I love me 
Mooney, I love me Draymond, but like at a certain point, there's like physics and angles, and somebody just needs to put their hand up in his face. Thanks. Yeah, thanks for the call. Um, I I can tell you the Warriors will not be doing that. They will not be signing a seven footer. Excuse me, a seven footer. Um, at least not right now. Maybe it's something that they address in the off season. Um, it's it's a tricky conversation because would the Warriors like another big body? No, of course. Would they like to have like a star seven footer? Yes, of course. Obviously, would they love to have? Nikola Jokic, would they want Joel Embiid? Would they want any of these great big men? I mean, back when Kevin Durant was on this team, they could go small with KD and Draymond at the 4-5. and five. Like, that worked. Um, yes, of course, they want one of those players, but are they going to go out of their way for just anybody? I mean, we can't go a week here on 95-7, the game, without uh, – someone bringing up DeMarcus Cousins and Dwight Howard. Like, it, it's it's not going to happen. And the reason it's not is because the Warriors are in the situation where uh, would they like a little bit more size? Yes, of course, obviously. But what has always been the key to the Warriors playing their best basketball? Always. It's been Draymond Green playing the bulk of the minutes at the five. Like, when push comes to shove and when it's winning time, when either it's in the closing lineups in individual games, or when the Warriors uh, make an adjustment in a playoff series where they fall down two games to one, they go small. And they play Draymond Green at the five. And they run big men off the floor. It's part of the reason why, if I... Uh, if, if I'm thinking of a hypothetical postseason matchup, Warriors versus Timberwolves, right? The Timberwolves are one of the biggest teams in the NBA because they got Cat, Carl Anthony Towns, and Rudy Gobert. What happens if the Warriors and the Timberwolves play? Part of the reason why I'd be somewhat confident if the Warriors and Timberwolves played in the postseason is because Draymond Green, as the starting center, as the starting center for the Warriors, you go, say it's Steph... Clay or, or Pajemski, whatever. Steph, Clay, Wiggins, Kaminga, and Draymond Green. You're going to run Rudy Gobert off the court. And it's part of the reason why I think the Warriors, if they do match up against Minnesota, have a real chance to win that series. And I know I'm getting way ahead of myself. I'm not saying I think that that matchup is going to happen and I'd bet on the Warriors to win it. All I'm saying is, Throughout history, during this Warriors run, when they've been at their best and when they have just beaten the will of their opponents, it's because Draymond Green has been your center. You've gone small and you've just ran bigger teams off the court. Uh, let's see. Cron uh, on the YouTube chat, powered by First NorCal Credit Union, uh, says it didn't work against the Lakers last year. You're right about that. Anthony Davis is not Rudy Gobert, is what I will say. Anthony Davis, uh, he can hold his own. He can hold his own. Rudy Gobert uh, will get run off the court by Draymond Green. It's it's just uh, playoff basketball, in my opinion, doesn't really favor the way that Rudy Gobert plays. Now, maybe Minnesota can get you into a, a series and they play their style of basketball. But if the Warriors go small, I don't know how many minutes uh, the Timberwolves could afford to play him. And, and I'm just bringing up Minnesota as an example because they are currently the top team in the West and there's a realistic chance that the Warriors play them, and they are the biggest team in the Western Conference. Um, and, and I think that's why the Warriors look at the, the big man buyout market uh, and say, well, how much are we going to 
invest in someone who, one, is not going to play much, and two, we know isn't even going to be near the floor uh, in the biggest moments because Draymond Green is our team's best center, and we are at our best when Draymond Green plays center. But it goes back to something I said earlier. I don't know if Draymond Green can hold up to a full season slate, and not full season, but, but rest of the season and postseason as the team's primary five. Uh, there might be a point where he begins to break down just a little bit. I don't think that time is coming, and maybe actually the suspensions early in the season help uh, because he's he's played fewer minutes, um, but that is a worry that I have, and it's a worry I've had for a while since the Warriors moved Draymond back into the starting lineup, and he has been the team's starting center. Uh, how long can Draymond Green hold up at this stage of his career? Uh we're going to find out um, because he's the best warrior center. And I don't see Kevon Looney going back into the starting lineup anytime soon. I think there is maybe a chance that you see Draymond back to the four and trace Jackson Davis back to the five. Um, But we're going to see a ton of Draymond at the five throughout the rest of the season. Uh, Warriors wrap up here on 95.7 The Game. A few more minutes with you. It's Mark Randy. If you want to get in, uh, call now. You've got a few more minutes to do so. The number is 888-957-9570. Before I do get on out of here, uh, I did want to talk about the star matchup in this game because uh, Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray were just incredible in this one. Jokic, 13 for 24 from the field, had another 30-point triple-double 32 points, 16 rebounds, 16 assists. Jamal Murray had 27 points as well, made three three-pointers. He and Jokic got going together at the same time in that second quarter, and they they were like the only two players scoring for Denver in that 14-0 run. They turned the game there. They they carried that into the third quarter when the Denver Nuggets built that double-digit lead, and they carried that through most of the second half. Uh, those two were incredible, and the Warriors certainly lost um, the star battle tonight. Um, Steph Curry is the Warriors' only all-star, but you know their second-best player, I would argue, I think a ton would agree, is Draymond Green. Um, the Warriors are a basketball team now who can still hang with anybody, and they can beat anybody. But in order to beat them, their stars have to be playing lights-out basketball. The Warriors are not good enough anymore to get subpar games from their stars and beat the best teams in the NBA. Now, I know that's kind of rare, but the Warriors were like that in the past when they had incredible depth, and not just depth, because the Warriors are deep now, but it's not like you're going to expect someone off the bench like Gary Payton II to come in Uh, and explode for 22 points and make five threes uh, and take over. Now, maybe that's what the Warriors hope Clay Thompson is, and he was that for the first half when he scored 23 points. Um, But the Warriors are not good enough anymore to beat a team of Denver's caliber uh, when their two best players are struggling. And Stephen Curry, 20 points on 19 shots tonight, 6 of 19 from the field. Draymond Green, 7 points and 6 turnovers. For me, the Warriors are are a team this season that puts a ton of pressure on Stephen Curry and Draymond Green night in and night out. And if they don't have it on any given night, not only are they going to struggle against uh, one of the better teams in the NBA like Denver, 
but they're going to struggle to eke out wins against a number of teams. It's the reality of this basketball team right now. The reason that they've been winning a lot of basketball games is because Draymond Green is playing out of his mind, um, and Stephen Curry has been playing great despite a few uh, off-shooting nights over the last couple of games. Um, But the Warriors are not good enough anymore elsewhere uh, to withstand and to weather subpar games from their stars. Stephen Curry and Raymond Green need to be great. And that's a ton of pressure on those guys, a ton of stress on those guys. If they're great, this Warriors team can beat anybody. I am confident of that. But if those two are off, even just a little bit, on the same night, the Warriors are going to have a, a really, really rough time uh, in this one. All right, Warriors wrap up here on 95-7 the game. I do got to get to uh, the Steve Kerr uh, pressure post game. We'll do that. Uh, we'll take care of a little bit of business here at the end, and then we'll uh, say our goodbyes. So uh, let's go to Steve Kerr first here really quick. Uh, Steve Kerr addressing the media post game after the Warriors' 119-103 to loss to the Denver Nuggets. The Nuggets have swept the four-game season series against the Warriors. Uh, here is Steve Kerr, head coach of the Golden State Warriors post game tonight. A 14-0 run Denver had to end the first half. Was that maybe a loss of focus for your guys? So what led to that? Well, first of all, Denver's the defending champs, so they're really good. Um, I thought we had uh, two or three offensive possessions uh, where we didn't get organized and we got stagnant, and that hurt our flow. We were in a good rhythm until then, and then the pace slowed down. Uh, so we needed to get better organized offensively. And then, you know, uh, they hit some tough shots. Murray hit some some tough fadeaway shots. Um, I had a couple of and ones. I think we fouled uh, Gordon twice on layups. And, you know, those are tough. I'd rather just let let the guy have the layup so we can keep the game going. But when we foul, they can set up their defense, and now we're playing in the half court. So that was definitely the key stretch of the game. And then the first five minutes of the third, I didn't like our, our energy. I didn't feel like we responded well enough. And Denver kind of controlled the game uh, from there. Uh, Steph went, I think, something like 6-19. and 19. You mentioned uh, earlier this week you thought maybe some fatigue yeah. was setting in. Uh, are you seeing that with his shooting lines? Yeah, yeah. I, I think Steph has looked tired to me the last couple games, and it makes sense, you know, the uh, doing the all-star game stuff not getting much of a break uh, three games in four nights uh, you know the whole deal so he, he looks looks a little tired but this is all part of the season you know the, these stretches happen and and he'll bounce back you i mean you have a pretty condensed schedule really the rest of the season but this week um i mean do you look to maybe try to get him a break or you just can you at this point with this where you are yeah i mean I'll, I'll talk to rick about that um you know, we'll just take it game by game and and uh, see how he's doing. But um, like I said, I mean, th- this is all part of the season. Every every player goes through it. You know, just feeling a little fatigued, a little heavy legged, and then you know he'll um, he'll get it back. And if we have to to you know give him a game to help him do that, then then we'll do that. First half, Clay scores twenty three points, and he goes scoreless for the rest of the night. What did you see in the difference, first half versus second half? There it just felt like pace to me. You know, first half, the, the pace was in our favor until those last few minutes, and uh, so he was getting free, and we had a lot of good pin downs for him. Um, and then in transition, you know, he got a couple couple buckets. So um, yeah, Clay was great. And then the second half, I thought Denver's defense was really really good, and um, you know they got to the line quite a bit, which, as I said, kind of uh, kind of slowed us down. 
Brandon had a bit of an off night. He was showing some like frustration, probably more than we've seen from him so far this season. What do you tell him in these moments when he's experiencing these kind of first bouts of things not quite working out right. for him of his career? Yeah, he just, I mean, he's had such a good season and uh, wasn't his best night, uh, but it wasn't anybody's best night, you know. Um, they really took it to us. Uh, obviously, Jokic was amazing. I mean, he just completely dominated that game. Uh, and put us on our heels over and over again. And um, so, you know, again, they're the they're the champs for a reason. Um, they they took control of that game late second, and uh, it was a tough night for everybody. And we'll we'll bounce back. All right, that's Steve Kerr uh, post game addressing the media tonight. Something that he was talking about was uh, uh, Steph Curry, and if he's feeling a little bit fatigued, Kerr had mentioned that earlier in the week. Uh, it is worth pointing out that uh, Steph Curry. Uh, was asked that same question, Anthony Slater of The Athletic, asking both Steve Kerr and Steph Curry about it. Uh, Steph Curry said, quote, uh, no. That's his quote, no. He's not feeling fatigued, and no, he does not need a rest night on some of his shooting struggles. He says, quote, it's why they're called averages. There's highs and lows. The standards you set when you don't meet it, there are questions. Are your legs tired? So Steph Curry just saying, uh, a couple of bad shooting games, not fatigued, not tired, don't need a night off. Uh, we'll see what the Warriors ultimately decide. Uh, maybe it is up to uh, Steph Curry. I think for every other Warrior player, it's not up to Steph Curry, not up to the player individually. It's up to the coaching staff, but maybe uh, Steph Curry has veto power if uh, Steve Kerr was to approach him and say, hey, we're giving you a tonight off. Uh, maybe he refuses uh, entirely. All right, uh, so the Warriors fall to the Denver Nuggets. Final score, 119-103. to 103. The three-game winning streak is snapped. The Warriors have lost for the first time post-All-Star break, uh, and they are now, uh, as it stands, 29-27. and 27. And we'll take a look at the standings here as well. Uh, before we do that, though... Uh, let's let's wrap things up with our hardest worker of the game, which is brought to you by the Alameda County Sheriff's Office, who works hard to serve the community. Are you looking for a career in law enforcement? Learn more about job opportunities at joinacso.com. And tonight's hardest worker of the game, I think i got to give it to Jonathan Kaminga tonight. Uh, Kaminga was good in this game. I really liked the way that he just attacked downhill relentlessly in the second half got to the free throw line. If it wasn't for the free throw line, the Warriors probably would have lost this game by like 25 points. Um, it was like almost all of their offense in the second half. In fact, the Warriors scored 42 points in the second half. Uh, 15 of them came from the free throw line. So nearly a third of their points in the second half came from the free throw line. Uh, and Kaminga was a big part of that. Uh, he made nine of his 13 free throws. Maybe he could be wishing for a little bit better percentage there. But getting to the line 13 times, that's hard work. Uh, 19 points for Jonathan Kaminga. Last time out, he scored six points, snapping a career-best 34-game double-digit point scoring streak. Back into double digits tonight with 19 points. 5 of 10 from the field. Had 6 rebounds, 3 assists as well. Only turned the ball over once. Only committed 1 foul. He's defending without fouling. And he's getting to the line and drawing a lot of fouls on the opposition. Uh, and as a result, he is our hardest worker of the game. Again, brought to you by the Alameda County Sheriff's Office. Okay, let's wrap things up by taking a look at some scores from around the Western Conference really quickly. 
It does not look like, although there's still some game left, the Warriors might not be getting some help from the Clippers tonight. The Clippers trail the Kings by 12 late in the third quarter. Maybe the Clippers have a run in them to knock off the Kings. The Warriors should be rooting for the Clippers in that game because they are much more likely to catch the Kings than the Clippers, uh, who are one of the uh, the teams in the top four in the Western Conference. The Suns beat the Lakers. Not sure exactly what the Warriors' rooting interest is there. They want both of those teams to lose. The Lakers lost. The Suns did win. Uh, the Warriors got help from the Pacers, who beat the Mavericks tonight. Uh, the Mavericks have also been a really hot team of late, but they fall in Indiana. Elsewhere in the West, uh, the Pelicans also lost to the Bulls. Uh, so the Bulls doing the Warriors a solid, knocking off the Pelicans. And then, of course, uh, the Warriors lose to the Nuggets. And one other from the West that is important, the Jazz. The Jazz beat the Spurs. So as we look at the updated Western Conference standings, the Warriors are back to 10th. Uh, they moved into 9th after the Lakers lost, before the Warriors lost. The Warriors now 10th. They are still uh, four games out of 5th. The Suns and the Pelicans now tied because the Suns won and the Pelicans lost. The Warriors four games out of fifth. But if they won today, they'd be up into the ninth spot and they'd be only three games out of fifth. So the Warriors missed an opportunity tonight to pick up some ground on the Pelicans, to pick up some ground on the Mavericks, to pick up ground on the Lakers, and potentially pick up ground on the Kings if the Kings were to uh, lose to the Clippers. The Clippers would need to overcome a double-digit second-half deficit for that to happen. But the Warriors, if they won, they could have picked up ground on each of the four teams ahead of them, at least three of the four teams directly ahead of them. Uh, but if they get some help from the Clippers, uh, it could have been a game on all four of the teams directly ahead of them as it stands right now in the Western Conference standings. But they fall, so they're back to the 10 seed in the Western Conference as we speak right now. Up next for the Warriors, they travel all the way out east to Washington, D.C. They'll take on Jordan Poole and the Washington Wizards. Uh, Wizards only have nine wins on the season. As you look at the, the standings, uh, they have uh, only more wins than one other team in the NBA, the Detroit Pistons, who have been in the news for all the wrong reasons this year. The Wizards, the second-worst record in the NBA. Warriors are in the nation's capital, D.C., on Tuesday night. Tip-off is at 4. Coverage begins at 3 here on 95-7 the game. Then Thursday against the Knicks in New York. Friday in Toronto. And a week from now in Boston on Sunday, the 3rd of March, to wrap up their four-game road trip. All right, that'll do it for uh, Warriors wrap-up here on 95.7 The Game. Shout-out to all of our callers, as always, here on 95.7 The Game. Thanks to everyone for tuning in as well on the Comcast Business text line and the YouTube chat powered by First NorCal Credit Union. The Warriors fall 119-103 to to the Denver Nuggets, and they head out onto the road for an East Coast swing, a four-game road trip coming up for the Dubs. We'll be back with you for Warriors Live on Tuesday, beginning at 3. All right, for Sterling Bennett, back at our 95.7 The Game studios, my name is Mark Granny signing off from Chase Center. Thanks so much for tuning in. Have a great rest of your Sunday evening, and we'll talk later here on 95.7 The Game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.